Hey, After Buzzers, this is The Hundred After Buzz TV for Season 3, Episode 12, Demons. Today we're going to talk about Arcadia, Emerson's Assault, and Polis' new leader. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! Yeah! Boom. Intensity! Happy Halloween! <laughs> Woo! Ghost stories, baby! Yes. Love dressing up. <laughs> ah! Ah, oh, man. I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J, T A U R I J A Y, and I'm joined today by the one and only Ben Bateman. You're a hoot, Tari. I'm Ben Bateman. You guys can find me at Ben Bateman Media on Twitter and Instagram. We're gonna talk about the hundred. I love this show. This was the Halloween episode, but it wasn't really Halloween. Yeah. The timing of this was real weird. I mean, I guess it's almost exactly six months from Halloween, so you can, you can always have a half Halloween. Well, my thought was this. So you remember like the, first, the second season ended, and we all thought we were going to get the, the season three premiering in the fall, but they pushed it to winter? Yeah. So I tweeted at the writers earlier tonight because I thought about this, but it was too probably too late to get the resolution on it, but like... I wonder if this was supposed to originally be an October episode, because wouldn't it have premiered like beginning, uh, like eh, like end, end of August, beginning of September originally? Is that right? Yeah, so I believe so. This would have and this would have been like I guess it still would have maybe missed Halloween slightly, but I was just wondering if this was supposed to be around October thirty first originally before they you decided to move it back. Right. I don't know. Just a thought. I mean, uh, it could be that, or so we were talking last week about how much they've been diving into like the sci fi horror genre. Yes, the event so, horizon genre. Yeah. Yeah. So they may have just been doubling down on it in this episode. They're like, all right, this well, we're going to have an event horizon. This time we're going to have a I Know What You Did Last Summer kind of Yeah, thing. for sure. Well, I mean, really, the only scene in the episode that really felt like it was just that first, just the cold open. Right. With, with Brian and Miller and Harper. And then, you know, it continued to be horror-y, but like... This this horary that's a <laughs> weird. It sounds like a different word. Horary, horary. Yeah, <laughs> we should figure out what that means. Horary yes. Potter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes. Anyway, that was my thought. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I I thought it was really nice to open with this this really eerie scene, and and it was kind of. It was it was kind of interesting to have this really moment of levity. Right, we, we've had so much intensity these last few episodes. Like this whole season, it's been crazy. So just to have this one moment where it's these kids being kids was really nice. Just kind of telling ghost stories, and then to have that ghost story kind of figure into the rest of the episode was really nice. I oh, mean, should I be on the live chat? I just realized Alexis is not here. We she's skip, not, oh yeah, we skipped the whole thing. Normally she's right here. Jump on that B. And she's got the live chat going. Yeah, while you're doing that, Alexis isn't feeling so well today. So send her your love. Uh, tweet her. She gives her Twitter all the time. It's at a Torres numbers eight nine zero. Eight nine zero. Eight nine zero. If I, if you guys hear my if you guys hear the show right now um, when I'm trying to load this on my phone, it's you're gonna that's why. But let's just see if I can do this right but without yeah. you hearing and it. Also, oh. while you're doing that, Good. I'm going to talk about what's happened in the episode. Em- Emery, or not Emery, uh, Emerson was uh, essentially taking everyone prisoner because he is a vindictive poop face, yep. full of vindictive poop, uh, and he's all about that vindication. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I liked that he was essentially taking them out one by one. Uh, so that he could have this elaborate plan of throwing them in an airlock and having Clark watch them die. Yes. So, I had like I had like slight problems with um, with this the whole entire like just Emerson just showing up as like a bad guy in this episode. I mean, 
Okay, this 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 episode was very strange for me. I thought, yeah. and we'll I know we're gonna cover all of it in detail, so I won't like get, list all the reasons, but just the general feeling of this episode and what you're talking about with Emerson is just, it was like the horror episode, the weird one-off villain, some really impactful emotional scenes, like really intense ones that were actually great and like should have been great scenes. They were great scenes, yeah, and then a side story that like kind of just felt like it had nothing like it. It had everything to do with the episode because you have to move the story along, yeah. but it just made me feel like I was watching nine minutes of like plot development and then just like some emotional scenes and then something that just added nothing to this show, like kind of filler. Interesting. Uh, well, I, I liked the idea of Emerson being the villain, mostly because uh, just to dive into this specific piece of his story, right. in that like they go back to Arcadia to figure out the deal with Ali 2.0. Right. Right. And they're giving us all these facts about, uh, you know, Becca was 26 when she created it, 27 when she did other stuff, blah, right, blah, right. And we, we learned that, well, we've kind of already known this, but, like, it's elaborated that if a regular person takes the Alley 2.0, yeah. they will die. And so when they were having this moment, I was... I wanted someone to kind of try it to out try to it see out. it yeah. happen. So the fact that they brought Emerson back in to where it's it's someone who has stakes in trying to take them out, yeah. but also they could use as a guinea pig to show us what happens if a regular person. Because I know that a lot of people in the chat and in the in on Twitter and in our comments are always talking about how they think that Clark was going to take the Alley 2.0 chip. Yeah. Uh, but we see that she can't. Oh, Alexis is here in the chat. Sorry. Woo! That just hit me. Hi, Alexis. <laughs> um, yes, I think, so to that end, the, she says the line in Latin, and then the chip activates yeah. and goes into Emerson and, like, total, like, sci-fi horrors him. Yeah. Uh, sweet death. Really sweet real death. real good. Um, but that is, like, so to that end, like, the whole, like, moving the plot forward thing, I don't know, I, I find it's, it's very strange. In 16 episodes, 16 and 23, because is it standard, is, or 26, what is it? The standard is uh, 23. 23 is for network. Yeah. Uh, for hour long, it's usually 13 or so. Yeah. And then and then you get, like, the premium stuff, you can get anywhere between 6, 10, and 13, yeah. depending on the show. So when it's, like a, like, a 6, an 8, or a 10, like a show like that, and it's an hour long, you really pack the plot in, and, like, you don't get these episodes that feel like what we really need to do is establish X, Y, and Z in this episode. Mm -hmm. And then to do that, we're going to fill it with all of this other stuff. Right. Um, you get, like, t generally, like, tighter plotting. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing about this episode that, that that's the reason I felt that. But I do agree with you, the idea that we did get to see somebody with the chip crawl into their neck yeah. was very important. And it was sweet that it was Emerson because he's just been kind of just a crappy dude, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so that was that was satisfying. Yeah. I'll give you that. I mean, and he got what he wanted. He didn't want to live, and he's, he's real dead now. Um, yeah, real dead. Yeah. He had, like, the bleeding from the eyes thing. Oof. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, to your point, I would agree that, yes, this was very much about pieces falling into place to set up for future episodes. Yeah. Because, I mean, essentially, it allowed us to set our heroes on their path and and then also set our villains in in their place. Right. So we, we have four episodes left, I would say. Yeah. Yep. Four episodes, exactly. I leave four, yes. Uh, so <laughs> that leaves us Hashtag room. chip must die. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm assuming they're talking about the the uh, the the ship chip. Oh no, that's clip. Clip. That would be ah, that would be clip must darn. die. No, no, no. This chat would never say clip must die. <laughs> they love clip. Chip must die is just I think the, the chip must die. That's uh, uh, Jason. Wait, 
Jason Jackson three 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 three. Jason Jackson. Jason Jackson. All right. What's up, man? <laughs> uh, classic JJ. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, and I would say that also this allowed us to kind of go back and visit Arcadia from a new perspective in that all these characters, uh, as they are now, have, have come a long way, especially Octavia, now that she she finally gets to kind of address her, her feelings with Lincoln being gone now. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like that we got to see her, one go through anger and all the steps of grief that you go through denial and and, and anger and, and and acceptance and all that stuff absolutely her bawling like a girl not like a girl but like a little girl like a child right uh, over Lincoln's body was was great I mean that it was sad <laughs> but it was like this is really her dealing with it yeah and uh, and I think it needed to happen and it was great that they actually brought Ricky back to film that. I thought, mm-hmm. as opposed to just like, I don't know, not because like yeah. he's clearly he's I, he wasn't even in last week's episode. No, you didn't even see his body; you just saw his face. Yeah. So or maybe that was computerized or something. I don't know, but uh, it, it was good that like she actually has the moment with the body. I just her grieving this episode was solid. Yeah. You know, going into the room and tossing all the stuff. And what do you think about her without the face paint? Like, I it took me a second to realize that she doesn't have the war paint on anymore. I know that happened last week. Right. When she changed clothes. Yeah. She's like becoming one of the kids again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still kind of weird. She looks like strangely younger and smaller without the war paint on her face. I'm not really sure. I mean, yes, I would say she looks a little less intense, but I think it it also helps her her reintegrate because. Now she's she's part of the team. She's been trying to find her place for so long, and she's back with these people that she started this journey with. Yeah. So I think it, it is a visual, a nice visual representation of how she's coming, kind of not coming back into civilization, but she's rejoining her original roots. Right. Uh, just for the record, Jorge Jimenez just uh, <laughs> just put a picture of a paperclip in the chat. Ah, pretty good. Nice. <laughs> Uh, yes, she is absolutely revisiting her roots and reintegrating with the group, which is very important to do because there was kind of that breaking point with her character where we were like, okay, is she is she ever going to fully decide to go and be a grounder and do this thing and, and just leave the group? And yeah. if she did, she would just become a very minor character on the show right. because they're in some scenes, the grounders, but it's really not a show about the grounders. And she's too important of a character, I think, for them to just like let go like that. Yeah. So I think in the end this had to happen. She had to come back to the group because she couldn't just keep parading around as like the warrior, the grounder warrior just in camp and just just kind of being like F you to everybody a little right. bit, right? Like yeah. she kind of pulled that move for quite a while. And I think when she had Lincoln, she could. Yeah. I think once Lincoln was gone, that's when she was just sort of like, oh man, this is too heavy. This is too heavy of a load to bear myself yeah. to just do this without anybody. Right, and I mean, and he was kind of her anchor in that culture. I mean, she had um, Indra, but Indra is off doing her own thing, leading her own crew. And so she really wanted to just, like, run off and find a new place for her to exist, you know? And so I I, I do think that there's still room for her to be that the grounder that we want her to be. And that, right. like, I think that especially now that things have transpired, transpired the way that they have, like, she has uh, this golden opportunity to kind of move forward and become, like, a, a badass leader who takes back... Uh, polis. Absolutely. And it's also super important, I find, that 
like, have you did you notice that there was a long period of time where like three ish characters didn't really have much to do with the show? Like for a long time, Raven wasn't really in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, for quite a while, Octavia was barely in the show. Right. Both of them. Since since the Lexa death, they've both been in quite a bit more. I think Raven yeah. especially. Raven's become far more of a focal point of the show. And I wonder if that's just because of like so much of like the female presence. So many scenes were just like. Lexa Clark scenes that took a lot of that took a lot of airspace. Yeah, um, a lot of intensity. She was a very uh, dominant character. Yeah. So I wonder if since that they've they've like had that in mind the whole time. Once she exits the show, we're going to kind of shift this back towards the core group because I've definitely noticed it. Yeah, I mean, and I think even in the storytelling, since since we got to that point, our our storylines have been kind of consolidated because right. it was a way to focus everyone into this. This event sparked everyone to have to kind of turn in and really like uh, kind of narrow their storytelling, which allowed us to really focus on them because then it becomes about the, the characters and how they're reacting to what's going on as opposed to just ha- like pushing things along through assorted different characters. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, so to that end, I think it's, it is good to see Octavia back with the group. It's, it's good to see. I kind of wonder her path for a while there seemed pretty, pretty pronounced. It seemed like it was very clear what was going to happen with her. Yeah. Now I'm not as she. I'm not really sure. I don't know what to make of her character anymore. Right? Where's she going to end up? Like, what's, what's her arc, so to speak? No pun intended. <laughs> um, I mean, I I think that her arc is to find that she like she has to become uh, a bridge now because we thought at the beginning of the season that Lincoln was going to be that bridge between yeah. who the grounders are and and like the sky people. And now that it's irrelevant because we don't yeah. really have like the the war is the least of everyone's concerns. Um but at a certain point once we've defeated this this season's big bad, yep. like there does need to be a form of diplomacy and she can be that. So you think that she she'll still have the respect of the grounders and of Indra and she'll be able to kind of bring the people and the grounders back together. After, because we didn't see Pike this week either, actually. I thought that was surprising. Yeah. Well, he, he got taken away. I know, but you would think they would give us some resolution. I guess we'll see him die later, probably. Right. In theory. Um, yeah. Anyhow. So, that, uh, that was my Octavia thought. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> I want to I wanna talk about uh, Clark's, gr- like, her guilt overall. Yeah. Uh, but before I do, oh. uh, I want to address how stressful this situation was on... In uh, Arcadia. Oh, yes. Which reminds me oh. that uh, April is Stress Awareness Month. You know, like we really need reminding that life is stressful and all that stuff. Right. Uh, but our friends at Casper Mattresses, they, uh, they say a great night's sleep helps everyone deal with stress. Yes. Sleeping on a Casper mattress has helped me. Not to mention they've taken all the hassle out of uh, buying a mattress. Wow. Did you know that they are Time Magazine's, uh, Time Magazine named them one of uh, the best inventions of 2015? Wow. Look at that. In fact, Casper is now uh, the most rewarded mattress in the century. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. Um, They're actually really amazing. Uh, I don't know if you've seen them. They come in these sweet little boxes. No. Uh, They're really, they're really portable uh, and... They're super comfy. Yeah, I've heard that. I've never seen one, but I've heard that Casper mattresses are very comfy. Uh, if you go to their site, they show you the whole process. Oh. Um, and if you lay on one, you'll never want to get up again. Oh. Uh, you'll just be sunken into it because it's so comfy. That sounds lovely. Uh, 
And so after a stressful day, yeah. you can uh, you can reduce your stress with a great night's sleep. Uh, try yours for 100 nights in your home for free with shipping and returns. Go to Casper.com and use code AfterBuzzTV for $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. That's Casper mat- er, That's Casper.com. Code AfterBuzzTV. $50 off your purchase. Done and done. Yeah, yeah, sold. Yeah. Tari J. Ah, uh, yeah. Sold me on Casper mattresses. Uh, Terms yeah. and conditions apply. Yeah, done and done. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, things were being stressful on the arc. Yes. That's what we were talking about? They or was were, that just yes. a segue? Um, it was both. Okay. It was a well-done segue <laughs> and also a fact. Uh, Clark's guilt. That's where we left off. Yes. Um, I had a, So I had it. yet another problem. Um, <laughs> though, though, the more I thought about it, actually, I don't think it's as much of a problem. Yeah. So last week, I got um, a little bit crucified. Uh, wrong choice of words. But I got a little bit criticized for uh, for my criticism of Clark. I had, I had said that I felt that she was kind of a... I just thought she was kind of a selfish character. She was, okay. it was kind of like a me, me, me situation, but in a very like sort of passive aggressive way. Like it con- constantly felt like she was, and so even tonight where it's like, she's like, no, this is my fault. I let Emerson go. I need to go give myself to Emerson to get our friends back. And Bellamy's right. like, that's not a good plan. Don't just like go let him kill you to get the friends back. That's not smart. But yeah. like in her mind, the way she acts sometimes, it's this sort of like, it's this weird, like, passive-aggressive, like, I'm just going to go be an altruist. I'm going to go be a martyr right now because it, like, makes her, it serves her own guilt. Yeah. As opposed to, like, no, I'm a really important part of this whole group. I'm a leader. I'm, I know a huge amount about what's going on. Like, I have intimate knowledge of, of the, the AI and of, of the Alexa's experience as commander and all these things that actually are very important to solving the problem. So yeah. why would I want to just give myself to Emerson? Like, hey, Bellamy, you've got a gun. Let's see what we can figure out. Yeah. But instead, she's just like, now nah, I'm just going to go give myself. So I guess that is the guilt that makes her do that, though. Yeah. Right? That's her what it is. Her guilt makes her o- overly altruistic. Yes. Uh, she's constantly trying to make up for the, the, the things that she's done by being extra noble, um, which I find makes her an interesting character. Because it's, they're not beating you over the face with it. They're not, she's not like, forgive me, everyone! She's more just really, like, acting... Uh, acting in a, in a noble, idealistic way to try to make things right, even though it, that's not how the real world works. And that, I think that's why, especially the, the shippers and stuff, like, gravitate towards her and Bellamy in that yeah. they both represent, like, he's realism and she is uh, idealism, you know? And yeah. So they, they are perfect uh, complements and opposites. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Um, I would just sort of, I wish that at this point with how much she's been through. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? She's been through so much. She's had to do such morally reprehensible things to survive, um, murdering 381 people. Like, she's had to do a lot of pretty nasty stuff. So I would just hope that with the stakes the way they are, with all of her best friends at an airlock, and, like, the way that she's... Exper- of course something like that's going to happen. Like, I, I guess it's just... I, I want her to be more sensible. That's what that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And sometimes it feels like she's she's very emotional. She thinks with her with her heart more than her head. And, yeah. And but they also sometimes make her out to be such a smart character that I want her to be that smart character more of the time. Right. Um, sometimes you know what I mean. Sometimes I feel I feel sort of manipulated to feel one way about her, and then in other scenes I'm supposed to feel another way. Yeah. I mean, we've seen her be very clever. We've seen her uh, like not weasel her way out of situations, but we've yeah. seen her like. Prosper when things weren't in her in her favor. Yes, um, and I feel like that 
she hasn't had a lot of opportunities to be clever. She hasn't had a lot of chances to like show how smart and resilient she is because she's always been on the defensive. Right. And so she's she's always trying to uh, clean up a mess that's taken place, which ultimately uh, leads to a bigger mess. Right. Which at the hands of Captain Fidalgo. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Who had the hook, by the way, uh, at the beginning. Yeah, you pointed that out. They talked about the story. And, uh, and Miller is telling the story of Captain Fidalgo and about his sweet hook. And then we're like, is this Captain Fidalgo? No, it's just Emerson. <laughs> but when he's lumbering down the hallway the first time, yeah. when you really see him in full swing, I'm telling you, I had a giant hook on him. Like, I, I know what you did last summer, hook. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there uh, you go. You know who got a taste of that hook was Sinclair. Ooh. Uh, too I, soon. I know. I didn't think he was going to die. I yeah. thought that maybe he'd get maimed or maybe he'd get knocked out. But I guess if you're an adult on the 100, you're free game to go bye-bye. So just, I'm going to respond to that, but we have a wonderful comment here yeah. uh, from Anella Navarro. Says, I think they need a segment in this live stream called Who Needs a Casper Mattress and pick who they think is the most stressed in the episode or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. It's very clever. It's yeah. funny. Yeah, we should pitch that to Casper Mattresses. <laughs> Casper Mattresses, if you're listening to this. <laughs> uh, yes, so... Uh, so that Sinclair brutal death scene. So that's the thing is like in the middle of all this hubbub with this episode, yeah. there were two really emotional scenes. There was there was Octavia saying goodbye to Lincoln, and then there was the Sinclair moment with Raven, which was actually really touching. Yeah. A really good scene. Well acted. Uh she really loved him. I mean, not in that way, but she yeah. she absolutely had so much love for that character and he loved her so much. And he yeah. and, and he died, you know, protecting her or giving her a chance. And uh you know, stay in the stay in the rover, stay in the rover. Ah, uh, yeah, that was that I, that to me, him repeating that over and over was yeah. brutal. Yeah, um, really sad. Ah, man. Uh, but I, I will say that actor does death death scenes real good. Yeah, does, yeah. He was fantastic. No, I really liked that scene a lot. Yeah, um, but I'm gonna miss him. Mm. Though, I mean, it's it it is one of those things where. It's another piece to kind of push the story forward in that, like, yeah. now we, we get to rely on Raven to try to hack into the chip and, and figure out the whole alley situation. Does Raven have a little bit of evil going on? I got a little bit of a feeling of, like, the possessed child feeling. Because, you know, when she was looking at the chip at, yeah. the, at, the, at the alley, too? Right. And it started to, and she started to get drawn into it. And they're mm-hmm. like, it's like it could read your thoughts. Yeah. And she had this look on her face for a second that I was like, huh, because she's super smart now. Yeah. I mean, she was always super smart, obviously, but she's, like, crazy super smart now. She's, like, Matrix level or Fifth Element level smart. Yeah. Um, and I feel like there's a... Ch- I don't think it's happening, but there's a chance that her brain is, like, just corrupted from the experience. I got a little bit of that feeling that maybe Raven's actually evil. Interesting. Like, not like not like she is. I'm not calling it. Yeah. But I was just like, huh. There's, like, a weird thing going on. They could be setting her up for, like, the... The, the double, double, double cross. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I could see that. Though, like, in in my mind, uh, I saw it as the opposite in that, like, I, she, has, she has residual alley inside of her. Yeah. Um, which means that she might be, autom- like, it might make her more susceptible to be accepted by alley too. Yeah. So, I mean, not to predict or anything, but that could be the, the next course in her storyline is that she's now geared to... Be, take on a uh, a commander role because she's had Alley One and now she can upgrade to Alley Two. Raven. Yeah. But we can't put Alley Two into your body unless you have the flame. 
That's true, but I mean, she's already had uh, huh? Because she's already had Ali one. Yeah, so it could have uh, like adjusted because we know that Ali one basically rewrites your your body chemistry. Right. So I mean, that may be enough of priming to allow her to have it. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just jumping. I mean, so I'll give you because I I had called last week. I was just like 100% Clark's going to end up with Ali too. But they showed pretty clearly this week that uh, if you don't have the flame, you are done yeah or the night blood sorry sorry right wait is that the flame the flame is the is the chip night blood is the yeah uh, that's what it yes. is then if you don't have the night blood you yeah and so i guess now luna is in play who's luna gonna be there was all the speculation by the way there's all the speculation via twitter and blogs oh yeah that luna is in fact uh lex's twin sister also played by alicia debnam carey because there was like all these shots during filming that get shared all the time that, that Lexa and Lexa has been confirmed or at one point was confirmed as being in the finale. Yeah. Which was supposed to be in the City of Light, I think. Mm. Um, that was like the that was what I had heard. But uh, obviously that's all just hearsay because we've never seen the episode. So right. it's not really possible that it's that Luna is actually Alicia Dodum Carey and that she's gonna be her twin, right? Well, I I don't think that's possible unless the only way that that would be possible and this scenario is non-ideal for yeah. fans but yeah. like is if essentially they bring her in she is in the finale cuz we know that she's off the show officially yeah. so if she comes in for the finale she gets hit by a bullet or something and like dies again and we have to see this character die No that's like, the rumor that I've heard is that that's what's going to happen that's the rumor. But again, this is like rumors in the middle of the season, the mid-season finale. Right. So like it's based on virtually nothing. That's literally just people speculating. Yeah. So, but that's the concern is that she <laughs> is going to die again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that would be insane. I would rather Luna be a new character. Because um, we've, we've been introduced to so many new characters this season, and I've liked... I've liked them all or the majority. Right. So I think that they can continue to expand their their group of, of characters in, in interesting ways without having to revisit a character that we've already had. Even if it is a chance to kind of uh, spend more time with the character, or uh, with Lexa. Yeah. Quote, unquote, Lexa. Just call her ADC. Yeah. It's cool. Well, with, the, with ADC, <laughs> yeah. I, I would rather... Uh, we get a new character that kind of pushes us in a new direction. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think it would... It, it's, I, I can't see it happening at this point. Yeah. I guess it's possible... No, because Luna has to survive. It can't be ADC playing Luna because then she would either have to die... Yeah. But that's not going to happen, I don't think. So Luna, I'm just wondering, is the resolution of the season going to be that Luna does, in fact, take the night blood or take the flame with her night blood yeah. and becomes the commander and all is well in Polis. That's like, we think that's what's going to happen. That would be a little, that'd be pretty tidy, right? It would be. I mean, I think knowing the, the history of the show, uh, I mean, there are two options, I guess three options. Yep. Um, there's, you know, the tidy one where she takes it and she, uh, you know, takes command of the grounders. There's the other, uh, chance that she's already dead. Right. Um, and then there's another chance that essentially with all this chip madness, yeah. everyone rejects the idea of a chip and essentially the next commander is a regular person. Well, because that would make the most sense, right? Because in theory you have to destroy the chip, otherwise Allie lives. Right. Right? 
So in, at the end, if the chips are alive ever, then Allie is going to live. And if Allie lives, then she can take over the world because she sits on the Iron Throne now. Right. Um, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess you would think that in the end, Luna won't... Oh, that's confusing, actually. Right? Because they're going to find Luna, so then maybe Luna doesn't take the chip, or she takes the chip and then they take it out of her. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I don't know. Uh, you keep those thoughts, start percolating it yes. uh, for predictions. Before okay. we get there, I want to yeah. talk about uh, the stuff that's going on in Polis. Oh. You mentioned that Allie's on the Iron Throne, yep. and I just want to talk about how uh, how Murphy gets the raw end of the deal again. Yeah, again, he got out murphy this time. He, like, legitimately got out murphy <laughs> Full on, like, the oh, whole... Yeah. yeah, right? He She got in his pants, but then also tricked him, mm-hmm. and, like, totally, he his... his, his uh, his rapier wit that is so sharp and he's so clever, but actually he really likes Amori. Yeah. Wait, Amori or Antari? Antari is the commander, Amori is his girlfriend. Yes. Yes? Um, he really likes Amori, so yeah. he let his guard down and she got him. Murphy doesn't get got too much, <laughs> but he got got, right? I mean, yeah. He, I, I, even I didn't see this coming in. I guess everything. Because well, we both but, looked at each other when he's having the scene with Amori yeah. and I did the like, Slit the throat thing where, like, this character's clearly going to die. Yeah. Because, like, they're going to have a thing, and then Antari's going to find him, and she's just going to murder her, and that's going to be, like, pushes Murphy to really try to get away. Right. That's, like, seemed very clear. Yeah. But nope, once again, just, like, teasing us with the obvious option and not doing it. Yeah. Well, what I thought is, I thought she was going to... I thought she was going to try to blackmail Antari. Mm. And that would be how she gets got. Um, but she was a spy the whole time. The whole time. That's right. Because she went away for so long, right? Yeah. She went away for so long, and in, in fact, what she was doing was just getting in bed with the chip situation. She right. was taking a chip. She was just getting on board with it. Well, but do you think that she was chipped uh, before she left Jaha, or sometime between the point that she was gone? Like, so I she- think she got chipped after she, because she went to go find her brother. Wasn't that the deal? Yeah. Just she left, right? Well, what I mean, exactly happened? They were on the road and they were pulling their scam and then Murphy got captured. That's yeah. what it was, right? Right. She was in the woods still or something or yeah. she ran off? She, yeah, she basically ran off because he was like, save yourself and they took him away. Right. Yeah. And we haven't seen her since. No. So I think that somewhere in the interim, she must have gotten chipped because I don't think she was chipped at that point. I didn't get the feeling. Did you? I, I don't know. It's like, hard to know. I, I mean, I was suspicious of her from the very beginning. She's a smuggler. I mean, yeah, and she's she she tricked uh, Murphy once before. Yeah, and and then she comes back with Jaha and her brother, and her brother was already part of the the chips or like Ali's group. Right. And so uh, I I in the my heart of hearts felt like she was made in order to like get Murphy back on board. Right. Yes, but I wonder what's going to happen now because Mur- now Murphy has no friends. Yeah. Now he's just all alone and just once again. He seemed like uh he seemed like remarkably okay with being used by Antari. Oh yeah. Wait, Antari. Yeah. God, it's so confusing. Why am I so confused? <laughs> he seemed like when he was like, "Yeah, she's taking a liking to me." Yeah. He really didn't seem like that displeased with it. No, I mean, he's he's got a pretty sweet deal and it keeps him alive. Yeah, right? Yeah. I guess. Hmm. So Crazy. I mean, yeah, he gets three <laughs> solid meals a day and some uh, something something on the on the side. Right. I mean, I guess the one episode it seemed like it was like the one episode it seemed like kind of dark 
Yeah. It's the first we've seen of it since. Didn't seem that dark this time. Right. He just kind of was like, yeah, I just kind of got to do this sometimes. Yeah. It's cool. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, wow, Murphy, pretty cavalier. Yeah. But he still had eyes for someone else. But she didn't have eyes for him. She had eyes for the chip. Ah, oh, man. And then Jaha came in. Were you surprised at all that Antari got manipulated by Jaha so quickly? Or my, my thought at first was like, that's a little, that's a little easy. But then I was like, no, because she, she's was already so lost, yeah. even with Murphy, and then when she finds out Murphy's a fraud, then she's really lost, and she's like, these people know what's up. It's the Matrix. I'm taking the pill. Right. You know? Well, I mean, yes. I, I, I wanted her to wrestle with it a little bit more. Like, I wanted... I didn't want to come back and have her already, like, on on the side of Allie. Like, I wanted her to be like, well, should I take this chip? But, like, at the same time, it makes sense because they all worship the chip, and it looks exactly like the one... Right. Uh, that they use as the flame. On the so there's wall. no yeah. reason that he sh- that she shouldn't take it. Yeah. You know? Uh, she has this Jafar-like character yeah. coming up and being like, I could give you more power than you've ever dreamed of. You didn't want to do the Jafar, the Jafar voice? Oh, was um, that your Jafar voice? Uh, I, I couldn't remember how he sounds. Nor can I. How yes. strange is that? It's weird. It's been a few years. Yeah. Uh, people in the chat, tell us how he sounds. <laughs> Send us clips of Jafar. Jafar from Aladdin... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, that was a strange. The whole the whole thing. That's what I meant when I talked about like the nine minutes of this episode that like moved the plot forward. I sort of felt like there was like if you okay if you had to, the five things that happened in this episode that, that moved the plot forward. Yeah. Number one, we established that a- Alley Two kills you if you, in fact does kill you if you take it and you don't have Nightblood. Right. That's the number one most important. Mm-hmm. Um, number two thing would be that. Murphy gets outed from his position. Right. Or or that slash like Antari being becoming like part of the chip revolution. Yeah. Would be two. Sinclair dying. That's like a three. But again, that doesn't really further the plot at all. It it, uh, it begins the the whole backdoor situation uh, for Raven and her crew to yeah. hack into Alley. Because otherwise he would have been the the leader of that. Now the crew who stayed back yeah. gets to do that. I still sort of feel like he could be alive and Raven could just be super smart and leading the charge. I yeah. So like him dying, like, while emotional, definitely, I don't know that it actually moves the plot very much. Right. Um, Octavia finding the book to go find Luna is definitely a plot mover. Yeah. That's important. Um, I don't know, like what else? Like Because Emerson didn't really, he wasn't really in the show prior. Nothing, the other characters, I guess Octavia, like saying goodbye to Lincoln, but she's sort of, that doesn't really move the plot. That's what I yeah. mean. This episode, it doesn't really do that much for the story, right? Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was all character stuff. Yeah. Um, Not to say that, like, every episode of every show has to, because sometimes they don't. Sometimes you just get, you know, two characters in a room just feeling each other out and talking, yeah. and, like, that can be great, especially if you love your characters. But uh, I, I just found myself at the end of this one trying to figure out what I just watched and, like, why... Uh, why the episode was put together that way. Right. Because they, they put these emotional moments in the middle of such a strange episode otherwise. Yeah. And then the Halloween thing was also just remarkably weird. Yeah, I, I, I think it's what you were saying before where it was just a, a timing thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that it was all about setting up. Because in the next few episodes, and this is me segueing into predictions, in the next few episodes... Um, there's a lot that can now be explored because everyone is now set on their paths. Right. I mean, we have the hackers, we have the uh, group who are searching for Luna, and now we have the growing chip army. 
and we have we have a growing chip army, but we also have Kane who went with Pike and the Grounders. Yes. So there's something that has to happen there still. Oh yeah, and Abby's evil too. Forgot about that. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Sweet that she's evil. She's leading. She's part of the chip revolution. Well, yeah. So where they all went actually? That's because there's the chip army in, right. with Polis, but then there's also Abby and that whole gang. Yeah. Which is like where they we don't know where they are. Actually, yeah, we have no idea where they are. They, yeah. Maybe they went to Polis, I guess, because uh, yeah. Allie's there. So you got to figure that, yeah, probably right. that's what happened, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, and uh, I think I think this is a good time to segue into predictions. Boom. 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 Oh, look at this. Somebody says, uh, somebody says, wait, what's his name? Ciasulis Solis. Two of my top three hosts, man, oh, man, if you added Roxy. Whatever they reviewed, I'd watch. <laughs> well, we have a fourth slot. Cool. We have Alexis. Yeah. Roxy's always invited to join the panel. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I would love that. <laughs> That'd be fun. It would be fun. Yeah. I think that would be like our, our third panel together, Roxy and I. I've never done a panel with Roxy. She's yeah. come on. This is part of predictions, by the way. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She's come on my action movie show like five times, um, but she's like our resident Tom Cruise expert. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but uh, I've never done a show with her. Hmm. Interesting. Roxy Stryer. She's great. Tweet at her. Let her know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell her to come on The 100. Let have her catch up on every episode, and then we'll have her on the finale. It's like something. the only CW show she doesn't watch. <laughs> I mean. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, speaking of Kane and his group, like even if they got to Polis, yes. they, they have no one to negotiate with anymore. Because everyone's crazy. Yes. Yeah. So, Kane is such a man of the people, and he has such a sweet beard. I mean... <laughs> He's such a man of the people. He's always like he's always like shacking up with the with like the noble cause. He yeah. always is. I love Kane. Right. Yeah. I don't know what the hell to expect though. I don't know what to predict with him because, right? There's no leverage. It's just. Yeah. I mean, essentially, they're gonna get there, realize that they have no stake, and either be imprisoned or have to escape. Uh, How big do you think the, that group of grounders was that Kane went with? The one that's the captured Pike. I mean, it seemed like a, a small recon group, so yeah, right. probably, like, at most 10. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Is Pike going to die? First part of predictions. Is he going to die? Uh, I don't think he's going to die now. I think that everyone being chipped is going to feed his belief that grounders are monsters. Um, and then at some point he's going to think he's right uh, and escape, and that he's going to have to work together with Kane. Which will be sweet, sweet drama. Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. Because he was going to kill him. I don't know. They, he killed Lincoln. At this point, I feel like it's pretty hard to redeem Pike. It's hard to redeem him. I think Pike dies. That's yeah. prediction one for me. Pike okay. definitely dies. Um, prediction two, speaking to our earlier discussion about Luna. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Luna exists without the chip. They destroy the chip. It's an emotional moment. Yeah. When, when the chip is destroyed, it's a hugely emotional moment for Clark. She has to destroy the chip. Yeah. And Luna has to rule without the chip. And that's the new... That's why I think the season's gonna end. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm actually gonna predict that she's dead. Luna's dead. That she, you think so? That there's no Luna. Who's and the new commander? Octavia. They have to figure out a. They have to figure out a new governing system. Right. I think so. That will be the start of like because if you end with them having to like basically opening up the world to say that we have to establish a new world right. order then the next season can be that new world order. You know, it can be the, the like, this is the world now that Joffrey is gone, or this is the world now that this character is, is 
is expired and we have to figure out how to make this world work. Yeah. And I think so that to me would be the best way to kind of ease us, like close out this season, but also uh, enter us into a new uh, season. Yeah. Would you have any, do you have any, at this point, four episodes out, do you have any loose predictions for what season four looks like? Um, I imagine season four being kind of like what season three of Battlestar Galactica was, where okay. it was the, it was the Cylons and the humans living on Caprica together yeah. and trying to figure out how to make that work. Even though at that time, for any Battlestar Galactica fans, like the technically the Cylons were uh, kind of ruling the humans. Right. Um, but, it's spoilers for Battlestar Galactica, you should have watched by now. Um, but I think it's going to be something to that effect, where they're going to try to figure out, they're going to have to try to figure out who's dominant, but ultimately they're going to have to realize that they there can't be a dominancy, they have to work together. So it. it'll, it'll be more of a political drama instead of a, uh, like a war drama, or a uh, whatever this, like a Spy drama or hmm. whatever. Spy drama, interesting. Yeah, I have no idea what to expect of season four. I, I I think even if I had an idea of what to expect of season four, because just because there was so much commotion with the scripting this this season, yeah. so many of the choices, I just have like so I'm like just I wonder what they're gonna do, I wonder what direction they're gonna take it. Yeah. I wonder if we'll see a similar uh, like a similar show that is dominated by strong female characters and diversity if the show will take less risks yeah uh, i'm not sure i'm i'm very curious though but i'll be back i'll be back for season 5 <laughs> cool yeah yeah uh, all right so that wraps us up for this week thank you so much for joining us we really enjoyed talking to us uh, ben where can they talk to you until next week Folks, you can find me at Ben Bateman Media on Twitter and Instagram. I'm fairly active about The 100, about action movies, and about sports. <laughs> <laughs> All right. pretty much what I cover, so... Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, and I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. It's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Don't forget to follow uh, Alexis as well. Wish her well uh, at A. Torres. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Uh, and remember to come back here next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. We uh, will be uh, watching you. Stay grounded until then. Bye, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.